Thanks for listening to the Underdog Podcast presented by the Riley Decker Companies. Please do us a favor and help us change and improve lives by subscribing and giving us a rating on the platform of your choice. Thank you. All right. Well, we have a special guest today, Chris Singleton. Welcome to the Underdog Podcast. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, he. We were just talking about Chris is uh, uh, has a second, I believe, second son, and, and is a has a, a a new baby in the house, just like me. So I became uh, I have three now. So I'm a girl dad. But how is uh, you getting any sleep or what's going on? I know you got a new house and, and a new baby. Exactly. My wife uh, wants to kill me for making her move <laughs> right after we had our little man, but. Things are good, man. I'm not getting a bunch of sleep, even though my wife's been, you know, taking over the night shift. I feel bad if I go into another room. So I'm hearing the cries. I'm waking up anyway. So trying to help out when I can. Love it. I love it. Um, we we'll want to get right into your story. So, um, you know, you have so many different things, you know, obviously, where do we start? But I think the easy piece for me or not easy, but love is stronger than hate. Now, not everyone, I know a lot of people, it's been on national news uh, on different things as far as your story, but can you mind going back? I'm sure you're asked to do this a lot, but your, your story, and then we can lead up to all the, all the great things you're doing now. Yeah, man. When I talk about my story, um, you know, I grew up in a pretty privileged household, right? I'm a young black man, but I never wanted for anything. I never wanted for, you know, didn't go hungry at night. You know, I had both of my parents in the household for, for a long time. Uh, but the unthinkable happened to me. June 17, 2015, there was a racially motivated mass shooting at my church in Charleston, South Carolina, um, where a guy who wanted to start a race war came into my church and took nine lives. Um, and unfortunately, my hero, my mom, was one of those people. Um, and after my mother was, was murdered, I actually forgave the killer. And I said the words, love is stronger than hate. So if we just love the way my mom would, the hate won't be anywhere close to where love is. Uh, that's where everything started and, and things have, have grown tremendously since then. Yeah. And, and I see often, unfortunately lost your mom, but now, you know, can't let moms down that hashtag, which I love, by the way, um, you've taken that tragedy on that, you know, 2015 day of June 17th and are now talking about love. And that day really resembled, and I'm a huge sports guy, played football, not very good. Played some baseball back in the day, but see the ESPN uh, 60, um, you speaking as a very young man in front of the whole country. Can you kind of go back to how you and even your sister, I think at the time, were able to do that? I mean, what came to you? Was that your mom speaking through you? Can you kind of talk to our listeners of what you said, which really probably helped save lives in, the, in you know mitigated violence then? Absolutely. So um, number one, it wasn't anything that was planned, uh, actually. Uh, we just did a, a little vigil at my high school and my baseball coach in my university at the time, he said, hey, Chris, we got some media at the baseball field. that really want to hear you uh, share a couple words. They're going to ask you some questions. Will you do it? I at first said no. And he said, Chris, I think it'd be something that's good for you and your family. And so I did it. I went out there. They were asking me questions. I uh, didn't know how, what I was supposed to say or how I was supposed to answer them. But all of a sudden, man, I just felt like the words that were supposed to come were coming. Um, I'm, a, I'm a man of faith now. So I feel like there was a higher power that was you know, speaking through me in that time. But uh, I basically just said, hey, man, I already forgive my mother's killer, right? Me and my family, we've already forgiven them. My sister kind of looked at me like I was crazy when I said that, by the way. She's looking at me like, forgive? What do you mean forgive, right? This guy just took away our, our mom. Um, but I remember after a while, she started, you know, nodding her head like, yeah, you know, I forgive too if he does. 
Then I said those words, man, love is stronger than hate. And the crazy thing was, I didn't know the, the power of those words until the next day. I went to sleep. The next day, I think I had 15,000 more followers than I did the day before. You know, I saw those words were on every single, uh, you know, media platform, CNN, Fox News, all, the whole nine yards. And then uh, ESPN approached me, wanted to do a show about my mom, about me and how I could keep our city together instead of burning down from riots and all the different things that were you know, likely to happen if I didn't come out and say what I said. And I did that. And uh, because of those things, I got to throw the first pitch out for the Yankees. Got to be on some different TV shows. And and uh, the, the mission throughout it all was just to teach people and remind people that we didn't choose our skin color. Uh, we didn't choose where we were born or who we were born to. Right. So we should love our neighbor uh, and live in harmony. No doubt. And, and you say we forgive, but don't forget. And I think that's what I've seen on a lot of your messages where a lot of people were like, how did he do that? But you haven't forgotten, right? That's why you can't let moms down. Can you kind of go apart, like how that message of we forgive, but don't forget, you know, still resembles obviously in everything you do today? Yeah, man. So a lot of times when people talk about the grieving process, you know, you, you hear people say you forgive and forget. Uh, but if it's something that's, that's truly painful, man, you will never forget it. It's impossible. Right. You got to you got to you cut something that cut you deep. You will always have a scar there. Right. It may not hurt like it used to all the time, but you'll forever be remembered because of that scar. And so for me, I channeled that those emotions instead of immediately getting angry and reacting. Uh, I responded. And now my mission is to to stop the next Dylan Roof from committing murder because of color of their skin. Right. And, and also, man, I, I think the, the the moving forward piece in my life has allowed me to say, hey, not every single young white male is trying to start a race war in this country, right? And I think that's huge. And sometimes when we experience something in our lives, we automatically associate everybody with what we experienced. Instead of thinking, man, this is just one instance. Not everybody's like this. But I know that there unfortunately still are some people out there like that. So I'm just trying not to let my mom down and stopping the next person from doing something drastic. No, absolutely. And, and what people might not know, if you didn't see any of this stuff, you were one heck of a baseball player. I know we just had Jay Bruce on here. He just retired. I know at certain point, you know, we were talking through his retirement. Can you talk about the next stage of your life? Obviously, at that point in time, you were a high-level baseball player, right, playing at a local college, uh, well-known for baseball, and then you go into the pros, right? When did you know that it was time to be, you know, bigger than life and what you're doing? You're impacting a lot more than the game of baseball. When did you know, just out of curiosity, as a sports fan here, when did you know to, uh, I guess the ball goes flat in basketball, the baseball just don't pick it up anymore. When did you know that? Yeah, man, it's, it's funny because I think there, there comes a certain point in everybody's career that they're no longer good compared to everybody else anymore. Right. You got, you got guys that are hall of famers now, right. That have played 15, 20 years at a certain point, like people are just better than they are. Right. Some people it happens in junior high school, some people happens professionally. Um, but one thing I prided myself on was not just being an athlete. I actually won the community awards everywhere I went in the minor leagues, right? I won the, com the community award uh, winner for the team every single year. And so I prided myself on just giving back and serving in that way. And I was speaking in an off season. And uh, ultimately, you know, one spring training came and they sat me down. They said, Chris, we don't have a place for you the next level. I don't have a place for you at the same level you just came from, man. <laughs> it's, it's about that time. Uh, I looked him in the face and I said, man, thank you for the opportunity, but I know what I'm called to do. And that's continue to share the words that I have. So it was actually a smooth transition for me, uh, which is not for most athletes, but 
I knew I was uh, more than just an athlete. I was, you know, doing something that I love to do, playing the sport, but my mission was a lot greater. Yeah. And your mission has touched hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Now, I know you were recently here. I'm based in Cincinnati. I know you were talking to local uh, high schools here. You've talked to, I think, Columbus State recently in Columbus, maybe Bowling Green, across the country. I just saw you in Houston, Texans. You've worked with Boeing, Microsoft, Volvo, you know, tons of sports teams, businesses. Talk about the evolution, because I know that's not easy. I'm actually going to speak this week at our industry conference. So maybe you can give me, this is a selfish question here, Chris. Give me some (laughs) advice of how to, you know, obviously you were performing on the field. Now you're performing in front of a group of people on stage. Do you take the same preparation? Any knowledge nuggets you can drop on me on how to present well in front of others? Do you treat it like a game? Anything you can do for those that present? Absolutely. Well, number one, you want to figure out what is it that your your uh, meeting planner wants from you. I think a lot of times we go into it saying, hey, I've got a phenomenal story. Hey, I built this phenomenal business. Well, yeah, that's great. You probably do. But make sure you're hitting every single thing that they want as well. Um, it's easy to just think you you got a great story so you can be able to share and inspire people. But if you don't get the job done for that planner, then you know they're not referring you or bringing you back. That's one thing I always mention. Uh, secondly, man, you've got to be a great storyteller. You know, I often think uh, there's some really, really smart professors out there that are just terrible speakers. I'm going to be honest with you. Right. <laughs> right. You know, they they've got every they've got more degrees than a the thermometer, as the saying would say. Right. And so they know the not they know the information. Uh, but if they can't persuade somebody with the story, with something that brings people in, um, then they won't move the audience. So make sure you're, you're perfecting your storytelling as well. That's great. No, great knowledge nuggets off the speaking in Denver on uh, Wednesday. So I'll have to work on a little bit of uh, make sure I'm hitting the topics and storytelling. Great words of advice. Really appreciate that. Um, of, of the things you speak upon, I think I, I wrote a few things down here that you go and speak. Obviously, unity in race, um, faith and forgiveness, diversity, inclusion, overcoming adversity, power of teammates. What are so, and I just rattled off about five things there. What really sticks into the core premise of your message of some of those things, would you say? Yeah, man, I've got, I've got one non-negotiable when I speak somewhere. I say, hey, you know, the reason why I started speaking was to bring about unity. Um, and so it doesn't matter if I'm speaking to a company about leadership or if I'm speaking to a NFL or NBA team or whatever it may be. Uh, one thing that I have to share about is how we can bring people together from different backgrounds, different perspectives, how we can, and I, I call it harmony because I don't think we want to, you know, listen to the same music all the time and, you know, wear the same type of clothes, but you should have respect for other human beings, regardless of, you know, what their skin color is or what, what side they vote on. And so that's my, 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 my message that I have to share no matter where I'm speaking at. Um, and other things, you know, they vary, but talking about my mom and the, the reason why she was taken away from me and my mission of bringing people together is definitely one that I have to share about every time I go out. No, that's, it's super powerful. And I, and I follow you, those that don't follow Chris on, on Twitter, on any platform in general, but it, there's some things I, my daily motivation, I got a couple people and I added you to the Reldex for sure. Not that that means anything to you, but, um, like something you said here, just that sticks out one of many things, like I said, but Sometimes you have to turn off the noise, look yourself in the mirror and be real with yourself. You know, I think that was great. Like just things like that. You're, you know, you aren't getting the results because you're not consistent. What, you know, is that just, you know, those, those things, those words of advice that you lay out there, you know, is that just, I guess, I don't know how to ask the question. Is that natural? Is that, you know, something that you, you know, have experienced, but those are some really, really good business and life advice. 
Yeah, man, I'd say it's both. I'd say, you know, sometimes when, when you've been through something, you know how to get through something, you know? And so uh, a lot of it I pull from my life, but I also study leadership. I study resilience. And uh, one common theme is that, hey, everybody's going to get knocked down, right? Only the, the people that say, hey, I don't want to be here forever are the people that are successful in business, that are successful in life, that are great husbands, great fathers. You know, life is not easy. It's not. And whoever said that it would be, right, they, 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 it won't be easy forever for them, right? It doesn't matter if you face adversity when you're six or 66, it's going to happen. And so for me, I just keep saying, okay, you know, it's going to happen when it happens. How will I respond to it? Because my response will ultimately shape everything in my life. Um, so that's kind of what, what is, what, what's, you know, affected me in my life and the way that I live my life. I've experienced it and just, just study people that are super resilient. No, that's great. I got my uh, EROs here. The response focus on the controllable, right? The present, the the uh, R factor. Speaking of leadership and mentors, who, who's a leader that's a mentor of yours that you you study or you're close with? Yeah, a couple guys. Uh, one guy that I study, his name is John Gordon, who's an author, um, you know, a speaker as well. Uh, but you know, John gave me one of my first opportunities when I became a professional speaker. I'm a young guy. I'm 25 years young. So I'm speaking to these massive companies that I, I needed some insight and John helped me out. And I've been super successful in those arenas because of John's advice. Uh, another guy by the name of Inky Johnson, who's the, the best speaker in the world, if you ask me, right? The, one of the reasons why I became a speaker is because I said, hey, if I can make somebody feel half the way this guy just made me feel after this video, I want to do that with my life. Um, and so he's one of my guys I go to uh, when I need a, a question answered or, and whatnot. So those are a couple of guys I follow after. Yeah. John Gordon, the energy bus. We read that as a uh, company here. So get on okay. the bus, right? So be the driver of your <laughs> bus. And then Inky Johnson, man, I just watched a video of him. I think it was talking to Alabama or something. Like you said, if you have not, and, and you're great too, but Inky Johnson, like he just, it's crazy. You know, he gets up there and like you said, he's motivated me and like you said, you, you have really, those are two top-notch uh, leaders, in my opinion. So those are great stuff. What books, speaking of the energy bus, what are books that uh, Chris Singleton has read recently or your favorite books? I uh, just read Atomic Habits, um, James Clear, which I think is a phenomenal book for anybody. It could be a high school student or college athlete, right? A business leader, business owner, or just an employee making their way in the, in the world. So uh, Atomic Habits is one. And then my favorite book, uh, is, is extreme ownership, right? That's my, that's my favorite book of all time, but I'm a big audio book now, uh, book audio book guy now. So when I'm driving, when I'm flying somewhere, um, you can't hurt me by David Goggins. That audio book is the best audio book I think that's ever made. You know, he stops throughout it and talks about his life, talks about different things and, uh, gives you takeaways you need to go work on in your life. So you can't hurt me by David Goggins is, is one that I listen to almost probably two or three times a year. I think you and I just become, I know we just met, but we might be best friends. Literally wore my Atomic <laughs> Habits t-shirt and then we did uh, Extreme Ownership. We've done four seasons in our book club and Jocko, man, he's just a different beast. I mean, he is oh a different beast. He's a real deal. Him and Goggins together and those compilation of videos that they have. If you're if you're having a rough day and you want to listen to some guys that, that can get you out of bed, I'll tell you what, Jocko and, and, and Goggins are just different, different beasts. Oh, they're different. They're, they're a little more vulgar than me, but... I love it. Nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Different strokes for different folks. I mean, you come at a different angle, but you're nonetheless, man, you, you're listening to a lot of those. That's uh, that's great. Now, as far as, you know, what's next for Chris, as we start to come towards the end of the podcast, what, what are you, what's that superordinate goal, right? What is that thing 
you are reaching for in your opinion that you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, well, number one, man, I, I, I want to make sure I'm being the number one husband, number one father, right? With two kids, my wife, my high school sweetheart. Um, and I've seen it and there's nothing wrong with this, but I've seen some guys, you know, become uber successful, but lose their family in the process. And that's something I'm, I'm not willing to negotiate. Um, so uh, first and foremost, being that person. And then secondly, man, my influence, I wanted to grow. You know, I'm able to speak to thousands and thousands of students, teachers, uh, companies, uh, but I want it to be hundreds of thousands annually, right? I want to be able to uh, write my next book that's not a children's book um, coming out in 2023 that I'm excited about. So I got that that cooking. Uh, but yeah, just continue to, to to do what I'm doing now. And just if I'm trusted with more, steward, steward the, uh, the blessings that I've been given. So uh, things are going well for me. I can't complain, but I think there's a fine line of being complacent and content. Um, you can be content, but never get complacent. And that's where I'm, I want to keep working in my life. I love it, man. I love it. How many out of curiosity in a normal year, non-COVID, you fly, man. How many, how many miles do you rack up? It's got to be some crazy amount of miles. You have any idea? Yeah, I've been on uh, 63 flights this year so far. So 63 flights. Um, and that's with a little COVID, you know, shutting me down here and there. But uh, in a normal year, I'm gone, you know, 130 days out of the year on the road speaking. Um, and so being that I'm gone so much, right, I want to make sure I'm fully home and, and fully present when I get back with the with the wifey, with the kiddos. So uh, the miles are definitely racking up. So I got to take my wife somewhere nice so she can let me <laughs> stay on the road. <laughs> well, you might have to, if I ever visit, man, you got to let me in that crib, man. That crib is no joke. I love it. So thank look, you, man. Thank looks, you. Looks good. And then your kids are what? Little Chris and then Caden. Did I get that right? Yep. You're right, man. I appreciate that. Yep. Little Chris and Caden. Uh, and my little, my son's got a soccer game today. So I'm a big baseball guy, but my wife's from Brazil. And so we're going to uh, cheer him on. He scored his first goal last game. So we're excited for him. Nice. Nice. Do you coach at all? Or are you able to coach or not yet? You know, I think I will in baseball, but I don't want to be that dad. That's the coach that, you know, makes his kid hate the sport. So I want to, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I don't do that, uh, but I probably will coach him up. Even if I just coach him up at home and let somebody else get him when the games go, you know? Yeah, no doubt. No, hel no helicopter Chris out there uh, hovering over, over, <laughs> over little Chris or Caden. But uh, last question, we always ask this. And uh, before you say the answer, hopefully we've developed a little relationship. You got to help me make this happen. Sound good? Okay. All right. Faith right there. All right. So what is one person that you can help get on the underdog podcast and share their story? One person, his name is Damon West. You know who Damon West is or no? Damon West, Damon West. So um, he, he wrote a book called The Coffee Bean with John Gordon. And so Damon West is a buddy of mine. He's on the speaking circuit. Phenomenal human being, a great story, great speaker. So he's a buddy of mine. I can, I can help make that happen. Sounds good. That is one I have not. I know it's a quick read, if I remember correctly. I saw it. The Coffee Bean. Um, I have not read it, but that's another great book. Anyone that's wanting any book advice, this is the podcast, this episode of 100 plus <laughs> episodes. We got it covered, man. We got some good books. So yeah, Damon West. All right. I'll have to uh, reach out to him and see uh, if I can get him on the, on the, on the UDP. Um, as anything else, as far as how do people, I know I mentioned your Twitter, but real quick, if you don't mind rattling off how people engage with you and your platforms. Yeah, man. ChrisSingleton.com is my website. All my social medias are on, are on there. I'm big on LinkedIn. I love being there nowadays. Uh, so, you know, my social medias are pretty simple. C Singleton underscore two. And just about all of them are verified. So 
uh, yeah, you'll see a picture of me and my fam. So I'd love to follow you guys and, and stay in tune with things. For sure. Well, we appreciate you. Once again, love is stronger than hate. Chris Singleton, thank you so much for joining us on the Underdog Podcast. Thank you for having me, bro. Thanks for listening to the Underdog Podcast. Please subscribe and rate our podcast on the Apple and Google Podcast apps. Leave a five-star rating and send our Twitter handle a screenshot of your rating at Underdog Pod with your shirt size for a chance to win a free t-shirt. See you next week on the UDP.